Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 107 with my friend Derek Quint. Derek is a documentary filmmaker, a horror movie, a music... I guess he's just a filmmaker. I shouldn't have even started with that. He's got horror stuff. He's got music videos. I say documentary because his most recent release is a documentary on Al Capone and some of the old hangouts that Al Capone went to. Really cool historic piece. It is on YouTube. It's called Former Hangouts. I wanted to throw that right up front here because we do discuss that in the beginning uh, because I just watched it before we jumped on this uh, call. So without further ado, I'm going to give you over to my friend, Derek. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? Yeah, um, I mean, hi. It's been hi. fucking it's, it's nice 20 to years. See you. I know it's it's only been 20 years. It's Jeez. just been a drop in the bucket of eternity, you yeah. know, when you think about it. I just watched uh, Former Hangouts today. Did you? Did, did. did you? Did you find it? Um, you know, did you find it interesting? I, some I did people find it who are the people who are like hardcore history geeks like it. Yeah. But I. But some people are like, oh, it's too long, or it's too um, technical, or too. No, I um, like I like learning about uh, random places that I know I will be at, and I can like. Yeah, for, there you go. Like, so I didn't know there, there was go. so much shit in Southwest Michigan um, involved there, there. and so I was like, oh, there I is. go to those areas. So have you have you ever been to um, St. Joseph in Benton Harbor? Oh yeah, one of my one of my good friends lives in St. Joe's. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh my, it's, it's like it's nuts. oh my god, it, it's like it's like like heaven. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is insane. I, I can't believe how pretty it is over there. I don't ever go there. The last time I went there, I was driving home from Chicago. Yeah. Um, last year, cause I drove to Chicago for work instead of flying there. Um, cause you know, COVID. Right. And... I, I remember that whole situation. You're yeah. going to have to tell me more about it. If, if you feel comfortable with what about it, uh, like what happened with that Chicago trip and then everything got oh, derailed yeah. with COVID. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really the whole story. I flew cause I was flying home from Midway on March 12th. And then that was a Thursday. Yeah. And then the following Monday I was supposed to fly out to O'Hare and be there for a week. And okay. I flew home from Midway and everything got shut down. I never flew out again, which sucked. Cause yeah, I had, I was going through all my messages, um, right. trying to follow up. And I finally put together like a spreadsheet three seasons later. Uh, and, and I was like, Oh shit. I had like eight interviews set up that week in Chicago oh, and I, I had to yeah. cancel all of them. And some of them I, right. uh, I forgot about, and I was happy that I could follow up with you. Cause I, I know I really of wanted course. to, uh, Just- yeah. talk to you because i mean if there's a, someone that i know very little about in general let alone the last 20 years it would be you for sure <laughs> so i'm uh, i'm pumped to do this and i kind of segue that right into the podcast because i usually start out with how i know people okay and okay i met you like i said like 20 years ago through yes. our mutual friend chad and you guys That's i believe great. went to college together in chicago Yep, that's right. Exactly. So uh, I guess we can start with that, but sure. <laughs> let's let's go back in time and and get some stuff out of the way that I don't know about you for sure. Uh, sure. Do sure. you have any siblings? I do. I have one sister. I have one sister who is two and a half years older than I am. Okay, so you're the youngest. Yeah. I am. Yeah, just it's just two of us. <laughs> are, are you the youngest too? Oh yeah. So you uh, 
you grew up in Michigan. Yes, you said? I sure, I sure did. I, I grew up, um, like, gosh, it depends on the traffic. Five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes <laughs> away from Detroit. How we you know, describe in the, things. In the, yeah. in the shadow, yeah, in the shadow <laughs> of um, this, uh, you know, the city that was has been falling apart since the minute I was born, essentially. I never got to see it um, coming back in all of its glory, not not yeah. for a day. I mean, if anything, I see a little bit more of it now when I'm back there visiting yeah. with my family and seeing what they've done with, like, for example, the Marshes campus area. Yeah. You know, which is which is really inspiring that they that they were able to do this, and also like the I think it's the Little Caesars Arena, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, Detroit's a, a, f- a funny thing, and oh, it sure I, is. Well, because it's it's so big yeah. that they did they've done amazing things down there. I will never say they didn't. Yeah. You know, they've they've really turned. Uh, like desolate stuff in, into nothing and then community gardens and just like so many yeah. things that are amazing, but right. they're in these pockets, right? Cause it's such exactly. a big city. So there's, but, and if you venture outside of those pockets, you <laughs> can yeah. go either well, way. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a patchwork quilt. Yeah. Isn't it? And, yeah. But some yeah. of those patches are super scary. And so they if are, you don't know are. your way around, it can get yeah. a, it can be a little daunting, but I mean, it's such an epic city. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, and it's it's, I it, it's funny because you know I, I think in some ways this shapes how I see things. But when I was growing up, I always I thought that every city looked like Detroit, <laughs> and it wasn't until I think maybe I was like ten years old and we were going on a family vacation that I realized not every city is falling apart like Detroit, yeah. and and Detroit really made an impact on how I saw the world. Cause I thought, Oh, everything is desolate outside of my city. Everything is desolate. Everything is pointless. You know, and it kind of drove this a little bit of a nihilistic, uh, scrim on top of. Well, yeah. And it didn't bit. help that when you were a kid, the like, you know, eighties and early nineties movies that yes. portrayed like New York city were just like, this place is, this is a pit of scum when everyone's yeah. robbing you and killing you. It's exactly. Like, oh. So, Exactly. So there, that was New York City, and then Detroit is like, uh, you know, looks like it was hit by a bomb. So like Robo-Cop, that's, that's yeah. what big, exactly <laughs> RoboCop. I mean, the yeah. Crow. You know, yeah. all the all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's understandable. Um, I'm wondering, with you and your sister being two and a half years apart, what's that like growing up? Do you guys have a close relationship, or we we do? I mean, we're both like. In, in my opinion, I, I think we have a close relationship, even though we don't we don't talk like all the time yeah. or anything. But, you know, I see her when I'm when I'm back there and um, I, you know, I we communicate on Facebook and stuff like that. But she she is kind of like a lot of my family in the way that she is. Um, she's always very much like a culture vulture in the sense that she like pop culture. Um, I got to experience it through her eyes, yeah. through her sensibility, because I had it like essentially I felt like shoved on my throat when I was growing up. And I think it's like absolutely wonderful. I, I think it's like so Ooh. fucking cool. Give me, so give me was, an example. She was, into like, she was super into like all the John Hughes stuff. Nice. Love and it. like sweet Valley high oh. and um, saved by the bell and like all this goofy stuff. And I liked like the dark stuff in, yeah. in a lot of ways, like spooky, ooky, you know, groovy ghoulies and all this like horse shit. And then she would like, you know, Molly Ringwald pretty in pink. And so, like, having them blended together was, you know, created an interesting mix. Yeah. And um, and she's, I don't know, she's just very funny. And she's kind of a brat sometimes. So, 
I hear know, sisters are like that. I don't have any firsthand experience, way. but yeah, yeah, I, I know yeah. Uh, if you talk to my wife or her sister, they would probably say the same thing about each other. So <laughs> I'm sure they, I'm sure they would. I'm sure. So you're growing up in Allen Park. You got your yes. older sister. She, you guys are on the opposite ends of, of pop culture. <laughs> yeah. What, but, uh, but... What's what's your relationship like with your parents? Um, you know, we're all very different. You know, the one of the sort. I think that I'm gonna just be careful because I know that that they'll listen to this because they'll find. Yeah, I don't want you to like talk shit. I just. <laughs> oh no, I, and I wouldn't talk shit. I have no reason to talk shit. Um, you know, my family's an interesting group of people because we're all extremely different, and that can be that can make things very interesting, or it can create sort of um, communication gaps a little bit. But I think at the end of the day, we all respect each other and i think we all love each other well, that's but, good. um but we're all extremely different people with um with our own set of of influences and we're kind of our own planets and that's not that's not the worst thing in the world but um you know we disagree sometimes yeah. just like every other family yeah. but um you know we, we all love each other i love my mom and my dad they're that's good. they're a riot they're very funny and they're they're highly individualistic people I'm wondering, because um, yeah. you mentioned your your sister liking the John Hughes stuff, and then you kind of getting into the the darker, the horror type stuff. Sure. Yeah. When does that When does that happen? Because uh, day one, day, day one. one, it was like this from day one. <laughs> I really haven't really evolved since I was like probably four years. No, I'm just kidding. But um, we we've always kind of liked the same stuff. Obviously, she you know she. I I don't even know if she still watches those old movies that we watched when we were little kids. Yeah. But um, but she always loved that pop culture stuff like uh, New Kids on the Block, yeah, yeah. like you know Bubblegum, the most. Yeah, bubble we were gum kids then. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember kind of rolling my eyes at it a little bit. Um, but I also, especially the older I am now, the more I kind of like look back on, it, I find it like genuinely delightful. But was there an age yeah. or, or like a catalyst? Like I think back, so you know. I know what kind of got me into the misfits and, and okay. when I started wearing like if band t-shirts, what, what was that that got you? Was it the makeup and the ex, just, no. So, um, my stuff was, was pretty much Chad. Um, okay. I'd become friends with Chad and we were playing dungeons and dragons and making, uh, uh-huh. star Wars movies with his mom's video camera. And he was like into a lot of like alternative stuff, like nine inch nails right. and green day. And, and so I, started listening to that with him and he like veered off a little more towards like corn and Marilyn Manson than I did. Right. Uh, but the misfits I got introduced to freshman year of high school. Cause there was two guys that like just worshiped the misfits and had the, you know, they were fiend, fiend club members and they had the leather uh-huh. jackets. And so that yep. was the year they did their 20 years of terror tour where Michael Graves joined them. And, um, so we went to that show and I was like, oh, this is so wait, they write songs about horror movies. This is the best thing ever. And, uh, they are so fun. Did you yeah. guys, okay. Did you guys go see them at like St. Andrews Hall? Uh, or was Clutch Cargos. Like, Clutch Cargos. Yeah. Of course. Of course <laughs> yeah. it was Clutch Cargos. And they were yeah. uh, H2O open and sick of it all open for them. Oh. And I was like, mm-hmm who are these hardcore bands? And then Misfits came out and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, oh, what a show, great. man. Um, and that's, I mean, it was all downhill from there, you know, get my, get my Crimson Ghost shirt, have my mom wonder if I'm doing drugs because I'm wearing band t-shirts. Right. And <laughs> Right. But and, I mean, their imagery, yeah. I guess their imagery matched their music. I Yeah, I think yeah. so. But oh, their, yeah. their music always felt a lot 
more fun and a little bit lighter to, it was in my fun perception. If, if, i felt like if you were in on the joke right like yeah, you yeah, were yeah, yeah. you were in on it um because right. other people listen to it like if you listen to last caress and you don't know who the misfits are or what they do you're like is mm-hmm. he talking about rape and killing babies and you're like right well hold on it's a reference <laughs> and i think i think that that was the first time that song was probably the first time i was exposed to the misfits because um i had friends in high school who were obsessed with that song yeah and we would sing it in high school together we would sing that song together and we just thought that was the funniest thing in the world so do you remember when you like actually would start classifying yourself as whatever that might have been at that time like goth or punk or whatever that looked like <laughs> yeah um oh my when gosh. did you start was... wearing so much black Derek? <laughs> oh oh my gosh i oh okay well you know what i always liked that aesthetic i always thought oh that's that's such a cool aesthetic um, but I kind of never took myself seriously when it came to style and yeah. I, I still don't, I like, I, I feel like I enjoy looking at that on other people more than, but that being said, you know, during my late teens and twenties, it was fun to like kind of dip into that aesthetic. Yeah. But I remember, um, I re- oh man, I remember getting very sick in fifth grade. I got like the flu really, really bad. And I ended up like losing a bunch of weight and i got like really pale and there really was really bad um, flu oh yeah like a really bad flu and then um the the class photos were i think maybe two weeks later and i had like this black sweater because i was like oh it was like cold out that day and i put it on and i had like the pale skin and the skinny face i was like yeah this is the look nice. and so after that i i you know but at the same time i never i never really took it that serious i yeah. i didn't really dress that way in in any kind of dedicated way but i loved my friends who did and i liked the music and i liked uh, the movies and um i'm a big like art nerd so i love um like gothic and victorian and medieval art so I, I love anything like that um what role and because i'm wondering because we're like the same age um yeah what role i'm a little that, older than you let's be honest but just a little a little, um, a little. but what role does that play growing up because i know and i asked that from a from an art standpoint including sure like digital art because that was something that was essentially new when we were coming of age and teenagers. Like it was. So yeah. what, what, how did, what role did art play when you, you're younger and a teenager? Um, bringing it back to Detroit. Um, my parents loved to take us to different places. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, they would take me and my sister to the Detroit Institute of arts which is an experience unto itself, that building. And that place kind of specializes in, I don't want to say a dark tone because I don't, I don't think that's fair, (laughs) but, um, but they have a lot of like heavy duty, dark, rich, like medieval art and like Victorian art. And after, you know, that's probably when I started loving that type of stuff was actually because of the Detroit Institute of arts. That's awesome. And it, there's a part where you walk in and there's like this um, this uh, section of an old church. I think it's from France or something like that with the um, stained glass windows and, and, you know, these paintings of angels fighting devils. And I, I was just like, this, this is the shit. This is exactly yeah. what I love. I want to make stuff like this on whatever level, you know, whether it's via film or illustration work or whatever. It's funny. It does yeah. have that, uh, that vibe. And there is the, um, I had a lot of friends that went to CCS down there. And sure. They would yeah. uh, they would go to the DIA obviously all the time and I, th- I think the DIA is probably one of my top three favorite places on the planet. That's awesome. I, I love it so much. I yeah. haven't been there yeah. in years. Oh, go. Be a trip. I'm gonna make yeah, a note. You 
yeah, go go to the DIA, go to St. Joseph. I mean, <laughs> I mean, in some ways, when you think about it, we're, we were so lucky growing up in, in Michigan because there's there's so much to see and do. And yeah. it's such a, a, a wide spectrum of different cultures and sensibilities. Um, what what happens with you in art in high school that brings you to Columbia after high school? Um, that's that's a really good question. Uh, man, let me think about that. <laughs> I took um, my senior year. There was like a introductory to filmmaking class that okay. I took, and um, I think that's probably what started. That was my senior year. So I did like a stop motion thing, um, and then. From there, I, I think the plan was always to go into like filmmaking. Um, I, I I went to uh, EMU for two years, okay. Eastern Michigan University, get some um, general studies out of the way, yeah. and then I went from there to Columbia. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. I yeah I didn't yeah. I guess I didn't put that together. Um, mm -hmm. so. so I wasn't at Columbia during like the full spectrum of college. It, it was just like the the last portion. So you're at EMU for two years, uh, right? And are you you said just general ed stuff there? Are you still general doing some ed. like film stuff while you're there as well? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, now that I think about, I wasn't doing any film programs. I was doing films on my own. Yeah. Like outside of school, but like when I was at EMU, it was strictly the basics, history, math, you know, nothing, nothing arty as far as I remember. Yeah. And yeah. how long? That all came at Columbia in a full waterfall of artsy, crazy business. How long are you at Columbia? Do you stay there? I was there? there. Yeah, I was there for, um, I was there for three years because I, I meant to be there for two years. <laughs> I love Columbia. I'm not throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade. But um, the, the guidance counselor who was in charge of, like, making sure I fulfilled all the credits that I was supposed to fulfill did not quite do their job. And there were some uh, little gaps there that yeah. um, should not have been there. And I was depending on them to to make that happen. So things took a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, so I was there, I was there for, like, uh, at Columbia for another, like, one more semester. And then directly after that, to finish off Columbia, I was, um, I took a, the filmmaking in L.A. program. Oh, so that's why you went yeah. out to L.A. That's, well, we all went out to L.A. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. You're either going to, um, you know, work in production in Chicago or work on films in L.A. And it was kind of like you didn't even think about it. It was just almost like a given. Yeah. It, yeah, especially so I, during that time period. I imagine this is when you fall in love with Chicago, too. I was very in love with Chicago. Um, but at the same time, everybody was going to California during that, yeah. that period, especially people that I was in my classes with. And so um, I went to California. I, I, You know, it's funny because like, I think I was exaggerating. They say, oh, I hated California. I, I didn't hate California, but I realized pretty early on that um, – I'm not made for California. California is not made for me. I love California. It doesn't love me. And so I kind of, I belong in the Midwest for a variety of different reasons. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't feel bad about that at all. Um, <laughs> that's good. At, at all. No, no. But, uh, you know, learning kind of like a little bit about, um, you know, the filmmaking business, uh, working on sets in Los Angeles. Yeah. It was very educational. It was very educational. And, Boy, the money was not not too great. Like right when I moved out there, I was like, oh, you know, the 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 ideal situation would be to um, to either work for Tim Burton or John Waters. And 
John Waters did a movie called A Dirty Shame uh, back around 04, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And then he kind of stopped making films, and he lives in Baltimore, right? Tim Burton, around that same time period, um, got together with Helena Bonham Carter, and he moved to um, to uh, England. Yeah. And so, you know, two, two of my biggest, like, filmmaking heroes were, were not in the building, so to speak, at the time when I was there. And I was like, well, I, you know, I'm going to end up, you know, working on, I don't know. I, I remember one time, like one of the jobs that was offered to me right before I left was actually to work on some Lindsay Lohan film. And I, and I kind of thought, you know, I, I think, I think we're done. I think it's over. I think my LA adventure is over and and that's okay. That's okay. Did you ever see that as a, as an obstacle, like, a? um, I, I'm trying to phrase this in a way that doesn't sound disrespectful. <laughs> I don't care. No, say it. I don't no, care. Like, you be as disrespectful. You know, like you sometimes are. you have to work on really stupid shit to kind of pay your dues, right? Um, I, I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did not. So you're out there. You're only out there for nine months. Um. Oh no, no. I. I mean, in total. I mean, that, no. That was our overlap. That okay. Because like, oh, okay. you got you got there. Um, late after i did like i think it was yeah, like yeah. a year or maybe a year and a half i think i was there in total for roughly two and a half years okay. or maybe like three well i think i uh, left maybe it was a little halfway less through that. your your time there yeah you did yeah, I le- yeah, yeah i left in summer of 06 right uh, right but so then you you yeah, no lindsey lohan and then do you go right back no to chicago or do you go back to michigan yeah, first no, i i went i stayed in michigan just just for a moment yeah. and then i you know and then I moved to Chicago with, with my parents' help. God bless them. So, um, so yeah. So I was like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna move to Chicago. I'm gonna concentrate on doing illustration work, which I, I did. I did that in LA, as a matter of fact. And then I continued um, for the first like year when I was in Chicago. And then I was like, I'm gonna do like independent like artsy films. You know, I know that I'm gonna be working with limited budgets, and, yeah. and that's okay. And I'm just gonna kind of do things on my own. I'll figure it out. And other filmmakers that I respect the heck out of have done that. A lot of them are, that being said, are people in like Europe and places like that, that they don't have the access to all the production and all the funding that they do in Hollywood. So in some ways I kind of, I kind of relate more to them than I do to people working in, in Hollywood. So, you know, in some ways being all the way over in Chicago and doing things on your own, isn't that different from being in like, italy or, or germany or croatia or something yeah. like that Tell in, me, in a certain manner of speaking what's uh i mean outside of the the art you're doing the illustrations the filmmaking like what what else is going on in your life socially nothing nothing <laughs> no, <laughs> no it, it pretty much honestly honestly to be honest with you um it's pretty much just work and filmmaking and that's something that i've realized um I don't know why it's taken me so long to realize this. I think it's kind of stupid actually now that I'm thinking about it, but I I'm, I'm working on finding a, a better balance to be honest yeah. with you, because for many, many, many years, all I did was filmmaking and work and kind of nothing else. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that's good. It's not healthy. It fucks with you. Um, physically, you know, and it's not good for you physically to be sitting and editing, as I'm sure you understand sometimes, mm-hmm. editing for eight hours a day, eight yeah. hours a day. It's like 
four is enough. Get up, clean your fucking condo, go, go to the gym. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to like convince. Talk to another human being. Talk to another human being. (laughs) Go, um, you know, for an hour or two somewhere in Chicago or, you know, wherever and bring your friends and have a good time and not be like a psychopath. (laughs) So that's what I'm like working on being. And that being said, I'm going to probably contradict that because I have, um, another like full like indie film that i'm planning on right now there's part of that already like really anxious about it i'm really like kind of terrified but i'll fucking deal yeah and and part of that and i want to circle back and for the listener i don't know if this is me circling back because i don't know what i'm keeping in but uh, to circle back to like talking about musicians you know i was mentioning the stuff that they do like while what you're describing can be definitely like detrimental to your like personal relationships everything um, yeah you name it but that also is a part of that discipline and sacrifice that i yes. think you have to do to be successful in in a, in a creative uh and uh yeah genre um so that yeah. in that way i think that's kind of commendable um because i like i couldn't commit to editing for eight hours in a day yes I you would, do i know i know you do i, I do a lot of editing but i get like I got to take my breaks and then I just like, sometimes I'm starved for people. Um, Right. And, and sometimes for selfish reasons, like if it was prior to last year, I would be like, I want to see people so they can tell me I'm good enough. (laughs) And (laughs) you're definitely good enough. There's no, there's no question. There's no, I wasn't fishing for that, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's it's just, if you, if you, you know, a, a lot of people know that you're more than good enough, but you have to, yeah, Not, you got to provide yeah. that that worth for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely, we, we want more. We want more just and stuff in the world. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. You're not. Well, the world is better off that way. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, yes. So, was Chicago the plan when you left LA, or was it when you yeah, got oh, back yeah. to Michigan? You're like, can't be here anymore. No, no, <laughs> I, I I love Michigan, but in in order for me to to do what I need to do, I I realized I had to go back to Chicago. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then, what? I mean, what are you doing? what films are you making? Like what, what, where's okay, all that yeah. time going in that period? Cause I mean, we're still yeah. barely I mean, hitting the thirties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, oh my gosh. I, I did a bunch of really challenging projects that I, I think were way o- over my head on. Yeah. Um, but I, but I did them anyway. And I made a lot of um, technical mistakes in, in, in many ways because I'm just on my own. I, I kind of don't always have people helping me. Yeah. Um, unless they're in front of the camera. I love working with actors. I mean, that was like one of the huge reasons that I moved to um, Chicago is because Chicago actors, in my opinion, are the best. Yeah. You know, I, I truly believe that because of the theater community and they have grit. They have, it's these are very big tough people. Community. Yeah. Yeah. And big theater community. Great people. Big improv. I would, I would probably yeah. be watching improv shows like multiple days yes, a week if would. I lived there. <laughs> Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Summer is almost here. And whether you're looking for some crisp, refreshing, non-alcoholic beer, some CBD sparkling waters, you can go over to wellbeingbrewing.com slash friend request and enjoy all of it with a little bit of a discount from yours truly. So Head on over there, check out the selection. Uh, if you want recommendations, feel free to reach out to me. I love giving recommendations to people. You can find me at justinsfriendrequest at gmail.com. Uh, but head over to wellbeingbrewing.com slash friendrequest. Save 10% on your order. 
and let me know what you think. Those CBD waters keep you nice and calm. No THC in there, guys. It's just for chilling out. Whereas the non-alcoholic intentional IPA is for setting good intentions. My intention, to drink really good non-alcoholic beer from Wellbeing Brewing. You get the point. Wellbeingbrewing.com slash friend request. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Would you, now, here's the question. Would you would you get up and do improv? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, if I yeah. lived in Chicago, and I think I like to think if they never closed the second city in Detroit, um, mm-hmm. I would for sure do it. I took improv. I took an improv class at OCC like three years no ago, and because I mean that's always been my sense of humor. Um, it's always been something that I have been confident that and and of all the things that I've never been confident about myself, I've always been confident in my ability to improvise. Um, Okay. Like when I go to parties, when I was in my twenties and even in my teens, I, I do (laughs) my little party trick was (laughs) I'd bring my guitar and I could play these two chords, just play G and C. um, Mm -hmm. And I'd improv a song about every single person in the room. Um, And it would, it would rhyme and there'd be jokes thrown in and it Uh would, and people fucking loved it. And of course I like soaked that up. I was like, yes, laugh, love it. Um, but like, I could, uh, I could never have the balls to do something like that ever. Oh, I, I drink I, I a lot. Get it. I cannot <laughs> perform to save my life. Well, I, I it is funny. And I want to, it's funny. I'm going to jump into that. Cause you just pointed out you're not in front of the camera. <laughs> no, never. No, I'm so behind the camera in yeah. every single way. Yep. And even then I'm a nervous wreck. Because I'm still, you know, the one having to pull the strings and, and, you know, push the buttons correctly and make sure the microphones are doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I, and hopefully, hopefully. And then sometimes I fuck that up too. So, like, are these, you know, it, it's... Sorry. Yeah. I was Go gonna, ahead. I was just going to ask, are these ideas primarily your own or do things come to you and you're like, yeah, well, let's make that? Um, Both. Okay. Both. I mean, it, it's just like... I sometimes don't even really think about it. Um, I've noticed like the older I get, the more I do have to kind of put my nose through the grindstone when it comes to fleshing the stories out um, rather than just wait for it to be like sort of a psychological download, so to speak. Um, But yeah, no, I, I do. I kind of do everything from, you know, the whole from A to Z. Well, for better I, and for worse. The reason I ask is that I feel like the common uh, trope about any sort of like documentary filmmaking, for instance, yeah. is, uh, you know, people make documentaries about a subject because they are interested and passionate about that subject. 100%. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, when it comes to like that, like uh, we were talking about earlier, you just, what was it, February that came out? Um, yeah, yeah, that came out in February. It was about, like, the the places and locations associated with Al Capone because it, it, I knew I had so much access to, to locations like that and stories like that in okay. Chicago, even during the height of the COVID period. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe even and, more so. <laughs> yeah, maybe even more so. And I wanted to do, um, like, an independent horror film during that period, but I, but I couldn't because I know we can't, have all these actors together in this tiny small room. I didn't have all like the um, health and safety measures that they have figured out in Los Angeles. Like I, I, you know, I I just thought it would be better to delay that by a year. And I think that that was the right choice. And then I also got new equipment and editing equipment. And I would rather make all the mistakes um, on a documentary on a small documentary (laughs) than um, 
it's you fair. know, with all these actors and spending all this money to make this happen. Yeah. So that's why I did the documentary. Well, and it was it was great. I, I had a great time, and I'm I'm glad the way that it turned out. Even if some people think it's a little bit boring, I say give it a chance. Yeah. It's it, you'll learn something. You'll learn something about history and about how um, criminal strategies. <laughs> that's you know, fair. if you well, if you yeah. want to become a crime empire, this is a good starting point. I liked, uh, and I'll dive down this rabbit hole for a minute. Um, first of all. Well, I liked all the, the prohibition stuff is so interesting to me because it's always it's funny so to think about because when you look into it, it was like literally 13 years and you think about it as like this yeah. two year period, but it was like over a fucking decade. Yeah, um, it was too long. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm wondering too, where did you find all that ancient B-roll stuff? Because there is um, some I gems it, in there. Archi- it, it, you know, I spent um, close to a year um going through that type of footage and i got yeah. the footage um and they're all in like little tiny bite-sized chunks from a um archive.org so uh, i will say that again for you archive.org <laughs> um some some of which is um one of my biggest challenges with it is to uh kind of try to understand what is authentically copyright free and what isn't <laughs> that's not always clear with old yeah. footage from 100 years ago nobody really knows who made yeah. it or like what the um, copyright law- laws are. Some of the companies that that footage was created for have collapsed like decades ago and some of them are still going, but yet they yeah. don't actually own that footage anymore. So it's very complicated. And because of those complications, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not even gonna try to, to charge per viewing for, for this yeah. project. I'm just gonna put it up on the internet. And it was also kind of like also some copyright murkiness when it came to a lot of music. Okay. So I just put it up on the internet and this way people, I haven't even started promoting it yet. I feel like such a failure. I really do. I, I really need to start promoting it. I got kind of exhausted. It's that from critic doing it. coming in. I know. I know it, it's, it's, there's no excuse. It's kind of gross. So I need to um, promote it and um, get some posters made and all that stuff and promote it for the next couple of months. And then, um, then I'll start the independent horror film. Well, yeah, not to, yeah, and not... hopefully people will enjoy it because it is a beautiful, I mean, it's, it's I such it was an great. interesting period. I liked it too. Yeah. I wish more people, would, but that's okay. That's okay. It's yeah. no big deal. More people see it once you, once you yeah. start that promotion. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. A few um, more hundred. Yeah. That's about it. I'm curious, uh, t- not to take the spotlight off the most recent release, but thinking over the last, you know, like 15 years of being in Chicago and yeah. doing illustrations and film and what, yeah. uh, What's the thing you're most proud of that you've made? Oh my gosh. Oh man. The thing that I'm the most proud of. Do you find it difficult to say you're proud of stuff? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. I because, thought that might um, be a thing. I'm gonna, whatever I pick is going to be the wrong answer. So, um, it can't be the wrong answer. It's your opinion on your own work. <laughs> um, you know, I will, you know what I will say? Um, I, uh, probably a combination of like the music videos I've done with people and also um, this the most recent long documentary project because it's it was my first feature that I made that was intended to be a feature. I've made um, short films that have like just dragged on forever and ever <laughs> into being accidental features. Yeah. But I didn't mean to make them as features. It's just because I couldn't shut up essentially yeah. as a writer. And so um, so this was my first like proper feature that I ever did and. Um, there are a few things that I wish I could change, but I'm glad that it's over and I'm glad that it got wrapped up. With yeah. a, and we know, should say the name. It's speak. former hangouts. It, yeah. It's it just is, called former hangouts. It's on YouTube. Um, 
And it's on YouTube. You can Google it and it comes up immediately, which it makes me so happy. I'm proud of that. That's what I'm most proud of. For sure. Is that somehow, even with a simple title like that, it actually comes up immediately. Yeah, SEO is a son of a bitch. So good for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I bet. I bet. Yeah. So yeah. And it also makes me realize trying not to come up with like, I don't know, super wacky like project names. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a lot more to do. Um, I, I just hope that the next project goes well. That's that's all. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little scared, but oh well. Uh, I'm almost afraid to ask you this because you can ask me because you got well. No, it's not even a personal question. It's, uh, but I know you're going to give me some deep cuts, and I'm wondering if I'll know any of them. But if okay. you had to give like a top three or top five horror movies, oh, okay. <laughs> I they won't be super deep cuts to be honest with you. They're going to be ones that you do know. Um, we'll see. I, I, yes, <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Probably. Um, oh my gosh. You know all of these. I know that you do. Uh, but my favorite movie of all time is probably the um, the nineteen twenty two Nosferatu. Okay, so yeah. that's that's my favorite. That says favorite says so much. The oh the, yeah, the oh, art yeah. Ver- like the art side and the horror side. Oh yeah, personified it, it, it's, into it's, Mr. It's Derek. It's like, a, but... <laughs> like a, a projection of a nightmare brought to life. I mean, it's yeah. so ghoulish and terrifying. I just I love everything about it. And um, let me think. What else? I love Bram Stoker's Dracula okay. because because it's unhinged. I have to revisit that. I was just I reading it. about that in a for my I had an LGBTQ class I just did where yeah. I did a whole paper on um, the queer representation in film, okay. and there was I found articles about that movie, and I was like, I'm gonna have to revisit this because uh, like it was it was. No, direct. It was a lot of just like, like essentially bisexual lesbian vampires right. sort of deal. But right, yeah. right, yeah. But did they did they talk about um, the relationship? Uh, not the relationship, but the dynamic between like Dracula and Jonathan Harker. Did they did they talk about no. that at all? No, they didn't. Okay, um, but I'm... that was supposed to be yeah. Um, okay, so so there's okay, so I feel like I'm talking about vampire films too much. I, okay. I love Dawn of the Dead. Okay, um, the, the one where. Um, uh, the one that involves the mall. Yeah, I was going to say Dawn of the it, Dead's in the mall, right? Yeah. That's in the mall, but the old version, not the one from 2005-ish, even yeah, though I, I, I respect the, that film too. I never saw the new one. Um, <laughs> because I hate I hate hate zombies so much. I hate them so much. Um, they're overdone. <laughs> they're, they're over... No, I because they're so horrible. They're, it just doesn't get any worse than that, yeah. a zombie. Um, so you, I find well, them like, genu- yeah, genuinely scary. What was your opinion on Zombieland? Um, I didn't like it, really? to be honest with you. No, because I, I didn't. I didn't feel like there was there was enough zombie, and I thought okay. they. I think they thought it was a little funnier than what it yeah, was. Yeah, I think it was definitely yeah. like a comedy horror. It I just was. thought it was such yeah. a. It was. It was a nice new, unique take on on your traditional zombie movies, where you know, here's the rules and. Right. zombies are fast as shit and uh right yeah okay uh so I, I, we're at... I, and you know you know what pissed me off the most about that movie there were too many zombies wearing like um like jogger track suits and i remember thinking <laughs> i remember watching it and being like i am so i'm like try harder throw in a zombie chef throw in a zombie cheerleader That's i don't want to see any more people with like fright makeup that were clearly they got it from you know a van nuys like resale store yeah 
put some blood on it. I was like, no, I don't like this anymore. And then, um, okay, I have to pick two more. Yeah, two I see. More. Nosferatu, Bram Stoker's, Nosferatu, uh, Bram Stoker's, Dawn of the Dawn Dead, of the Dead, the old, the OG version, yeah. and then um, Spider Baby because it's so silly. Oh, see, I don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> but you would really like Spider Baby. It's it's a horror comedy. It's um, it's black and white. It's an old independent, like kind of like goofy horror film. Okay. And then, um, Mad Monster Party, the claymation mad monster party it's a horror film it's for kids but it, it's it's funny <laughs> i was gonna say it's a claymation yeah. horror movie it's a claymation it's very good it's it's just really silly that's all um there's a lot of horror films that i don't like too i, I even like looking through my own cabinet i'm like i actually don't like the, these movies a lot of them to be honest <laughs> with you like i hate the hills of eyes i think it's like really boring and just dumb yeah um yeah i don't know there, there's a lot there's a lot that I, most of the things I actually don't like at all, but I love, um, I love the, like the Freddy Krueger nightmare on Elm street films. I loved Classic. Chucky. I didn't realize he was like the villain when I was little, when I was watching them guys, <laughs> I was rooting for him the whole time. I'm like, this is, I want to be friends with them a hundred percent. He's just um, trying to get a body. What's everybody's to, yeah, yeah. He's fun. <laughs> he's got like a little, you know, goofy red hair and stupid outfit. Like I'm, you know, shoot, we'd hang out. Um, you know, but but I'm trying. You know, especially with this. I gotta know. I gotta know what I, ho- I hope it goes well. I hope it goes well. I gotta I'm know really what your scared. thoughts are on Scream. I, um, I think Scream. It, it, leave it alone. You know, I I watched this most recent one, yeah. and they're just, I guess, doing '90s nostalgia, yeah. but like oh, not yeah. in a way that that benefits anybody. Like there there was no reason to do this last one. There's no reason to. Yeah. And, and um, everybody on there is like too good for it. Like Nev Campbell is too like, still my Nev heart. Campbell, Courtney her. Cox, they're too talented for this. Like yeah. do do don't do this. You know? I don't know. That's just what I felt. I love Nev Campbell. Um I love Nev Campbell too. Love so I love much. Did you did you love the craft? Did you did you see oh, yeah. the craft back oh, yeah. in the day? Yeah, oh, no, I like uh borderline unhealthy love Nev Campbell when I was a teenager. Uh I saw everything she was in. But she was kind of weirdly miscast in 54. Talk about a deep yeah. cut from the late 90s where she played almost like a like some kind of like socialite, like disco diva. Yeah. And that she never movie, came across that way. That movie was not something I wanted to see. And when I was, the, when that came out uh-huh. and I was like, you know, I know Mike Myers is a certain person and now he's like this right. guy trying to like blow Ryan Phillippe. And it's like, what? Right. what's, happening here <laughs> he was wearing like, like crazy prosthetic makeup at the time yeah. too yeah like, didn't they put like a weird schnoz on him i was like, like that? is that austin powers i'm very confused oh, right now. well he was trying to be like like the serious actor you yeah. know th- throwing kind of a gonzo performance in there um i remember seeing that movie like at emu as a matter of fact taking a huge group of people to see it because we were like oh it's going to be you know sex drugs and rock and roll and we all left the theater and we were so bored with it. We thought, oh, this movie was such a disappointment. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway. Um, so getting getting back on track here, because I know we're we're kind of current with, with former Hangouts, but yeah, yeah. you said you're writing a, a horror movie right now, or you have it written? I am. I am. Yeah, I have it. I have it written. I have, like, the outline, and then I'm, I actually have to um, start shooting it in, like, two, like, two and a half months from now, so I'm really not ready, <laughs> and... <laughs> And I hope it goes well. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna try to um, 
to not bite off more than I can chew. That's yeah. that's my main thing. Is like when I'm writing it, I'm also taking it into consideration. You know, is this something I can actually pull off, or is this me getting carried away? Sure. I'm working with a limited budget, as one does with independent filmmaking, so I just have to be careful. And if I'm careful, it should come out pretty well, well um, because it, the script is very funny, in my opinion. I, you know. Well, I gotta say, <laughs> I, I, uh, I used you know. to like when people said this to me. So I'm gonna hope that you like that. I'm saying it to you in some form. Okay. Um, I really love that you're doing this because it's, uh, it's something that, like, I always loved making stuff. Uh, like when I say yeah. stuff, like in the in the, like in the film TV genre, I loved doing that, and then it just became something that. I thought was either too much work or right. I didn't have the access. And so I stopped doing it. And now, I mean, honestly, if you, I feel like if you want to make something like if you want to make a short, right. uh, it wouldn't be the best thing in the world, but you could fucking use your phone. <laughs> like, you, yeah, exactly. like there really exactly. is not yeah. a bunch of excuses for people to not do that. Um, I agree 100%. outside of the like commitment and work involved and right, right so I just I I respect you so much for for doing this and, and continuing to do it I love like that segues into kind of one of my last questions about that is what what are those obstacles you've been doing independent filmmaking for, yeah. for years now like what are I mean I feel like budget is always an obvious thing yeah. but like what yeah. are some things that you might <laughs> not think budget. about um, um uh, scheduling. Okay. You know, getting, getting, cause everybody who, who works in on, on an independent level is dealing with, um, other, yeah. either, either work or other gigs. Yeah. So scheduling is probably the biggest challenge. Um, and also understanding that there, there is no safety net when you're doing these, these types of projects, like you, you don't have a personal assistant. And if you, um, you know, if, if you go over budget, that's, that's going to come out of your account, not, yeah. not an LLC, you know? So it's, it's tough, but How do you... it's okay because I like independent filmmaking. And the reason why I like independent filmmaking is because you can explore ideas and subject matters and, and ways of thinking that you wouldn't be able to do um, on, on a higher level, typically, typically. Yeah. And if you were doing it on a higher level, you're taking massive financial risks. How do you, uh, how do you get the funding? Like, do you do fundraising or software? I suffer. No, <laughs> I, I pay for, I, <laughs> I pay for it myself. You know, I, I, I do projects that are within my own okay. financial reach. Um, a lot of people, especially in the last couple of years, um, have said, Oh, you know, you should, you should try to get bigger funding for such and such a project. There is some truth to that. Like recently, I'm not going to, name a certain film but recently uh, somebody did a, a very expensive independent film that did not even come close to making the money that it was supposed to and that kind of scared me right back into the stance that i had and i will i'll explore that more down the line but yeah. um but i'm, I'm comfortable kind of staying in my own lane when it comes to content and um working with the budgets that i'm working with okay just, just, just being, being careful but I, I know I have to kind of make things a little bit bigger down yeah. the line. I know that. I just didn't know what it looked like. Um, you know, I've, I thankfully 
every day I'm thankful for this. I funded an album off Kickstarter. So yes, like... you did. Yes, you did. A very good indie rock album, by the way. A very good indie rock album. Thanks. Never buy CDs. Are you, are you, are you CDs. Still, like, really proud of it? Um, I mean, how do you, how, you know, looking back on it, because it has been a while, like you said, it's been almost 20 years since you did it. Do you, um, would well, you my, have done a lot of things differently? Or the not? album I did on Kickstarter was in 2013. Um, what? Yeah. I didn't know about this. Yeah, that was. Uh, oh my god! So that was. I mean, but still, I mean, I have a lot of opinions on that. I'm looking. I'm looking off camera because there's a. I have the the people that printed my CD. Like they sent me a whole plaque thing that I have on my wall. But I. Uh, Hold on a second. I never knew this. Oh, it's a. The yeah. album's called Songs from Within, and it's a full band, full studio album. Um, oh my god! Do you have it on on your site? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. well, my site probably links to wherever you listen to music because it's on like, okay, you know, like Spotify Bandcamp. and iTunes and everywhere. Okay. Okay. Anywhere, anywhere you get music, uh, you want a CD? Give me your address because I have boxes of them that never sold. Oh my God! Yes, yes. I, <laughs> I, will, I will send you. Least, I'll send you ten for free. Um, will, no, no, no. I will buy a CD. It's like the, the of course. I mean, my God. It's a uh, yeah. It's, yeah. No, I won't sell you one, but I'll send you one. Um, oh come on. But the, it's a, it's such a funny thing to, you know, this is, this is going to full circle back to the beginning of our conversation. Cause I, up until like a year or so ago, could not provide worth or value to myself. And in that, you know, you make a lot of compromise in your day-to-day -day life choices yep. because you want to please the people around you. Cause you don't think your shit's very important. Right. And yeah. so that is when I, I look completely back, understand. Yeah. When I look back, that's my issue with um, with that album because there was other musicians involved. And uh, so if there was something like yeah. I wanted to change or sound different, I didn't feel like I always had the right to come forward and say that, even though it was my fucking music, which right, is right. crazy to think about and even say it out loud. But it, that's just like, that's how I was thinking at the time. I was so grateful that these people were doing this for no money. Yeah. Like I didn't pay my friends that play instruments to play with me. Right. Um, and I, we did work out a deal. Like if I actually made money off the album, I would give them money. But yeah. um, I, even so I still wasn't like, I didn't feel like I could say, you know, try to make it sound like this instead. Or well, even... when you, when you guys were in the studio, I'm sure you were looking at the time and you were also, it, as, as you know, you know, being in a studio or being on set, it can be kind of almost like a manic experience. Oh yeah. It's... You're just, Trying to make sure the ceiling doesn't collapse. Well, and part you're of that, not being but it's also as fussy as you should. It's also magical. Like you're, yeah, yeah. You're in, you're in a fucking studio. Like it's, right. you're wearing the headphones. The band's playing in all these different soundproof rooms, and you guys are looking at each other and like you're fucking doing it. Like it could, you could be making the worst fucking music ever, but you still feel like you're doing the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, and uh, you are. I mean, so when you think about it. It's a, it's intoxicating uh, in that way. Like if you haven't fixed your shit by the time you get to the studio, I don't think you're going to fix it there <laughs> unless right, you're a right, seasoned right. professional or any something, you know, how, how long did it take for you guys to um, record it? Uh, how many, I got how many it. days were you in there? I did two like 10 hour days. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's not, that's a, that's a nice little chunk of time, but not a lot. No. Yeah. It was a weekend no. from like open to close on Saturday and Sunday. Um, yeah. And you know, where was it? Including an engineer, it's on Ferndale, a place called Temper Mill. Okay, Temper Mill Studios. Um, and yeah, you know, if I 
had the disposable income, I would record in the studio regularly. <laughs> I had so much but you, but, fun. I mean, you, you, I mean, you could record in, in this basement that I'm looking at. Yeah. You know what I mean? uh, yeah. With all these my studio time included an engineer who knows okay. what he's doing. Uh, and then, you know, they have all between you and Chad, you guys can tools. figure it out. You know? Me and Chad do not see the same as far as what a finished project looks like. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. You know, he wants, I don't think we see my music the same. Uh, I think he wants okay. it to sound different than I do. And, uh, but I, I mean, I wish Chad would do more. He, he wanes in and out of it. He'll get into stuff. I know really, really deep. And then he'll, you know, not turn on pro tools or pick up a guitar for months and months and months. So, right. Right. I'm going to try to, I will try to rope him back into doing more composing <laughs> for one of my stupid projects. I will try. I never really know though. I I'm always almost a little nervous to ask him because I, ne I never really, I don't want to, assume that he'll say yes because he's, he's doing a lot friend. of edm shit he's so a if busy you want to fit man. that in he's there a busy man. yeah it's, but so well i'm excited that you are going to do this horror movie and oh, i'm excited boy. for people to watch former hangouts because I, I i was entertained by it i thought it was great i think anyone in michigan or, and or anyone with that connection to chicago i mean everyone knows who al capone is but to right. see some of those sites and like i said some of that b-roll that you got from a hundred years Beautiful. ago is fantastic yeah. It's uh, fantastic. So yeah. definitely worth checking out. And thank you, thank you, Justin. Um, I mean, that's that's all I got for for this. Unless all I right. there's something did I not cover anything that you wanted to talk about? I know we skipped over chunks of your life, but no, that's what I, I feel like it could go on for a million years because because yeah. because it, it's always so much fun talking to you, and there's always a million topics that we can cover. So we have to, I don't know, put a period at the end of it at some point. Yeah. Well, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit yapping. I've kept you for almost two hours. <laughs> no, I it, it was a pleasure, Justin. It was an absolute pleasure. I, I respect a thousand Pleasure's percent what you're doing. I imagine yeah, you're just sitting brilliant. there smiling right now because I'm just looking at your logo. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, my my like ridiculous as if I'm like a logo type of person. That makes it even more ironic and kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but I will um I will take a selfie with my like halfway decent background. And I yeah, I want to see what you. the background is. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, Derek, right. it was so good talking to you. I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon. L let me know what you think of that YouTube soon. video, which is literally a academic presentation. Oh. Okay. Oh, I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Have a good night. When I have lots in common, my request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? All right. You just listened to my interview with Derek Quint. It was so funny. Uh, I just heard that at the end where I was like, oh, we talked for like two hours. Uh, and you guys may be wondering, wait, this episode's only an hour long. Derek interviewed me, guys. <laughs> he had uh, a lot of questions for me. And you know that I cannot shut up. So I <laughs> answered a lot of them and uh, at risk of oversaturating the episode with all my own crap. Uh, I edited a lot of it out. So uh, it was so good to catch up with Derek and talk to him. Uh, he's just the nicest guy. He's so supportive. Um, he asked for my CD. So I sent him like 10 because <laughs> I have so many. And uh, I think that he will tell people about it or give it away or, you know, Best case scenario, he'll find a song that he likes for one of his movies. 
because that's really all I want. I want to appear on other people's shit. Um, I, I loved having Derek on here, and I'm so glad that we were able to reconnect. I touched on this a little in the interview, but it was a much longer story. Uh, Derek was one of the people that I was supposed to interview in person in Chicago in March of 2020. And then COVID hit, the flights got canceled, and I had to cancel like seven or eight interviews with uh, friends of mine in Chicago. And I'm still trying to make a lot of those up. And, you know, unfortunately, we're doing it via Zoom, but hopefully maybe a casual trip to Chicago will get some more in-person folks on that ish. So thank you, Derek. I uh, loved talking to you. Can't wait to see what you guys put out next. Remember, guys, go to YouTube and look up Former Hangouts or just Google Former Hangouts. Check out that documentary and Al Capone's uh, Former Hangouts. Really, it's it's pretty cool. If you like uh, History Channel stuff and you like to see you know, some of these old buildings and, and hear these old stories of what things were like during Prohibition and some of that Chicago mob shit that is where it is at. Uh, recap Derek's top five horror movies, Nosferatu, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Dawn of the Dead, Spider Baby, Mad Monster Party. That's the that's the weird one, guys. <laughs> but I, I'm so, uh, so happy I got to talk to you, Derek. And I hope you guys all enjoyed that as much as I did. And you can just hear the genuinity i always think that's a word and i don't think it's actually a word now genuineness i don't like that word i know that one is a word either way i'm gonna stick with genuinity i enjoy derek's genuinity <laughs> and i hope you guys heard that as well and i hope you are enjoying your week even though it's monday if you're listening to this on release day I'm just rambling now. Thank you to all my Patreon supporters. You can be a supporter for $1.09 a month at patreon.com slash friendrequestpod. Special thanks to Talia Dalton for the theme song. I see you're working on new music, Talia. I can't wait to hear it. And yeah, that's all, guys. I hope you have a great week. And I will talk to you next time. Okay? Okay, I love you. Bye.